Anticast listeners are reminded to refrain from consumption of hot beverages while listening to this podcast. Failure to comply may result in coughing, gagging, nasal expulsion, and damage to clothing and furniture and small domestic pets. Thank you and enjoy the show. It's Anticast! It's Anticast! It's the Anticast! Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff Smith. Where would life be without Jeff Smith, right? Well, welcome and thank you for coming by for yet another AndyCast. AndyCast number 39. And for those of, uh, for those of you on the Gregorian calendar, uh, this is actually show number Henry. Hey, how about that new opening? Pretty cool, huh? Thank you to the amazing Jeff Smith for that. Man, that guy totally rocks. The warning up front was uh, promised, was uh, actually prompted by several listeners uh, who commented to me about uh, brev- beverage contents and uh, and spewage. And, I, you know, just wanting to be a responsible podcaster, I felt it was my duty to put some sort of warning, some sort of label at the front, just to, you know, keep people from imbibing any sorts of liquids uh, during the show. So just, you know, hold off for the duration of the show and, you know, you can go back to your coffee and whatever later on. Yes, 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 yes. I know, I know. It's been a while since we spent some time together, but uh, I guess uh, if I look on my calendar, November it looks like I'm in. Uh, been here in uh, in the old Purple Podcast Palace uh, for maybe uh, three whole days out of November. So you know, crap happens, and uh, and you know, and I always say if you can't bring your A game, then then just you know, forget about it. Uh, you know, trying to keep this on the PG realm. Can't afford to alienate uh, any uh, listeners like those uh, dinky casters. Oh, thanks to thanks to uh, everyone for all the cards and letters and emails of encouragement, and uh, you know just you know wishing me well, thinking that I was ill or or something like that. But uh, no, 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 I didn't have a kidney transplant, nor liposuction, or or stomach staple. Just good old fashioned lack of time. You know, being a husband, father, full time employee, gainfully employed. Uh, you know. Uh, being the 24-hour tech support for everyone in your entire family and uh, extended family, uh, and uh, slash uh, web monkey, kind of keeps you kind of keeps you busy. And uh, oh yeah, and we had that uh, little uh, week adventure off in Hawaii, um, which I'll be sharing some pictures hopefully later on. And okay, okay, I know there's a bunch of you out there seething and loathing, but uh, you know you'll get over it. <laughs> So hopefully we're back on track to bring you this fine, high-quality comedy podcast on a more weekly schedule. A rubber baby buggy bumper kind of show this time. A well-done uninformed biography. And we'll check out the latest AndyCast poll. A little tribute to Dave and Isabel over at Broca's Area, who recently retired from their podcast. I'll be back at the end, so try not to miss me so much. And as Cher used to say to Sonny, If only you could sing, we'd be rich. No, no, no. Oh, wait. That was the wrong quote. And now, on with the show. (laughs) 
Hi, this is Reg from Safari Fitness, and you're listening to another Uninformed Biography. The Uninformed Biography, who knows how it really went down anyway. The Uninformed Biography, who the hell knows how it went down anyway. Hello and welcome once again to yet another Uninformed Biography. I'm your host, Pete Moss. What happens when a man named Barrington moves to a small town north of Toronto and starts to podcast? This can only refer to Barry of Barry from the Barry from Barry pod show. As this is Uninformed Biography, we will present a brief biography of Barry with absolutely no research, nor any contact with him whatsoever, and without his knowledge or consent. All uninformed biographies are presented for pure entertainment purposes, and any information that is in fact correct is purely coincidental and unintentional. Any rebroadcast in full or in part without the consent of the Anticast podcast, though probably unlikely, is not a good idea anyway. And, as always, please, no wagering. So, set the dimmer switch on 37%, grab a cup of your hottest Colombian cocoa, toss in an extra marshmallow from me, push out the legs of the Barker Lounger, and let's create the life story of Barry from Barry. Barry was born at a very early age. The son of one of only two commissioned officers in the Canadian Armed Forces, Barry recalls only vaguely being carted around the globe as an Air Force brat. His mother was a skilled pilot. She was the only female pilot in the Canadian Armed Forces who could fly nighttime sorties while breastfeeding her son at 50,000 feet. An Armed Forces ground crew chief had this to say. That's a lovely one. See, that's, that's the street that we lived on. But I can't remember where. <laughs> I don't know why it looks like that. Everybody tells me it looks so different. Eh? To me, it's all just the same. That's enough, the both of you. Ouch! Barry found himself in many different cities and thus found it tough to make friends in new schools. It was while stationed in Zimbabwe that Barry realized he had a gift. The gift of total photographic memory. However, not for faces and people, but for sounds and music. Out on the playground, Barry would challenge his classmates to hum a tune, any tune of their choosing, and within a few notes he would identify the song or appropriate sound effect. This proved to be Barry's special talent. His brain was like a huge eye river recorder. Upon his return to North America, Barry's mom was stationed in Southern California. You may be asking why a Canadian pilot would be stationed in Southern California. The sole reason being the advancement of Barry's uninformed biography. It was there that Barry felt the need to share his talent with the masses. Traditional media would have nothing to do with a teen with Barry's seemingly useless talents. So he decided to record his special talents with a tandy cassette tape recorder and a rather inexpensive microphone. But what to call the show? This proved to be a heavy issue on our noisy teen. At this point in his time, the only consistent piece of his life was his perpetual motion from place to place. What better idea than to let people know his current whereabouts than to let his location work its way into the show. Being the clever child he was, Barry assumed stage names so that he could cleverly entitle his shows. The first ever Barbara from Santa Barbara Pod Show had Barry speaking in a falsetto in order to simulate the female voice of Barbara, 
a sultry, technophile lesbian. Fortunately, Barry's mother was transferred to a Kentucky location, and the show was renamed the Louis from Louisville Pod Show, with Barry adopting a slightly southern drawl to appeal to his local inbred Kentucky fans. Barry's family was uprooted once again, this time relocating to a small Mennonite community in south-central Ontario in Canada. The Fergus from Fergus Pod Show lived a long run with Barry adopting a Mennonite accent to appeal to the local Mennonite community. It was quite some time before Barry realized that the Mennonites did not have MP3 players, nor computers for that matter, so making a Mennonite-friendly pod show was not serving the right audience. This, coupled with the rise of another Fergus-based podcast, the My Maryland podcast hosted by Melinda, Barry concluded the town wasn't big enough for two podcasts, so at the tender age of 19, Barry left his family and traveled the six hours from Fergus to the self-proclaimed center of the universe, Toronto. On the map, it's only a two-hour drive. But then there's the traffic. Oh, brother. Moving into the exclusive and expensive Rosedale neighborhood, coupled with a man struggling with his own sexual identity, the Rose from Rosedale pod show began production. Having spent no more than two weekends in the big city, and having found himself, Barry, on a dare, made his way north on Highway 400 to the quaint town of Barry, Ontario, and the rest, as they say, is history. The Barry from Barry Pod Show is an audio documentary, nay, rockumentary, hosted by the incomparable and produced by none other than Barry. It details his life as a father, husband, and podcasting maniac in the town of Barry, Ontario, Canada. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Uninformed Biography, exclusively found on the Endicast Podcast. I've been your host, Pete Moss. May the stars always be above you, unless you are upside down. The Uninformed Biography Who knows how it really went down anyway The Uninformed Biography Who the hell knows how it went down anyway Alright, let's take a look at what our last poll was, and it was poll number 18, for those of you scoring at home, and it was, what should the next poll be? We thank Charles from, Charles Cadenhead from uh, Mostly News for putting that one up, and um, we had uh, quite a bit of responses. We had about 19 people, uh, we had about approximately 19, no, exactly 19 people uh, voted, and thank you very much, all 19 of you. Uh, it was quite a long-running poll. Um, so, uh, yeah, really we had, uh, nobody took next poll number two. Uh, I just put those up because I had to put two anyway. And, uh, only one person wants to, uh, stop the annoying ponytail poll maker to stop. Um, eh. uh, two people want to abandon the polls altogether. All right. Two people said ponytail. I don't know what that means. Two people said Andy should get a haircut. Those two people will be shot, drawn and quartered. What superpowers does Andy get from his ponytail? Three people were wondering. Um, four people really were confused and chose next poll one. So I don't know what that means. But topping the list with a whopping five people participating and, and voting in. What should Andy get his ponytail for Christmas? So jump back to the AndyCast website, www.andycast.net. Check up in the top left-hand corner for next week's poll, which will be 
What should I get the old ponytail for Christmas? You know, what do you get a ponytail that has everything? Head on over to the site and weigh in on the topic. Thank you so much. If any of you have been following uh, any sort of Canadian podcasting, you've known that, unfortunately, um, Dave and Isabel from Brokers Area decided to retire from their podcast. And um, I had the opportunity to meet uh, Dave and Isabel at Podcasters Across Borders, uh, the uh, meetup slash conference this past summer. Uh, Unfortunately, I was unable to seize that opportunity simply because I hadn't heard of them prior to the meetup. Since then, I've listened, enjoyed, and commented on their thought-provoking podcast, as well as exchanged a few email, a few comments on, them, on some message boards, had a couple of instant messages and a couple of virtual beers with Dave and Isabel. And although their decision to retire is met with mild sadness, I felt it was necessary not to mourn their loss, but to celebrate their success. Now, in honor of the retirement of Dave and Isabel from Broca's Area Podcast, I represent their uninformed biography. This week's installment of Uninformed Biography is brought to you by... The letter G. (laughs) The number four. And the color purple. Which all have nothing to do with the Broca's Area podcast. With Dave. And Isabel. This week's installment of the Uninformed Biography with Pete Moss is brought to you by... Brokazuri. <laughs> a podcast that has an accent, but not that ridiculous one. <laughs> Those are good. Choose the one you want. Hello and welcome once again to another installment of Uninformed Biographies. I'm your host, Pete Moss. This week, our fictional magnifying glass focuses on a podcasting duo steeped in the matters of the mind and science. A couple cars delivered from the city affectionately known as both Funtown Canada and Funtown USA, Sault Ste. Marie. Of course, I'm referring to Dave and Isabel from Broca's Area. As this is Uninformed Biographies, we are presenting a brief biography of Dave and Isabel with absolutely no research, nor any contact with them whatsoever, and without their knowledge or consent. All Uninformed Biographies are presented for pure entertainment purposes, and any information that is in fact correct is purely coincidental and unintentional. Any rebroadcast in part or in full without my consent, although probably unlikely, is not a good idea anyway. And, as always, please, no wagering. And now, let us begin the dissection of Dave and Isabel Broca. Isabel was born at a very early age, far in the north woods of Quebec, yet she recalls very little of those early days. Living in a wood cabin for much of her life, Isabel became very in tune with nature, and often pranced around in the forest claiming she was a wood nymph, wearing nothing more than a smile. A villager, familiar with Isabel's family, had this to say. That's a lovely one. See, that's, that's the street that we lived on. But I can't remember where. <laughs> I don't know why it looks like that. Everybody tells me it looks so different. To me, it's all just the same. That's enough, the both of you. David, on the other hand, had a very different childhood. Born at a very old age, yet due to his dementia, David recalls very little of his early days, except that he was very fond of lemons. Born in the small town of Broadbeck, Manitoba, 
Dave grew up to be the town darling. His pleasant voice, amiable disposition, and his roguish good looks made him very popular with the performing arts community. His first acting teacher had this to say. That's a lovely one. See, that's, that's the street that we lived on. But I can't remember where. <laughs> I don't know why it looks like that. Everybody tells me it looks so different. Eh? To me, it's all just the same. That's enough, the both of you. As time passed, Isabel mastered many of the tools of the logging community, from hand axes to chainsaws. Isabel was a pro. By the age of 17, her interests migrated from the outdoors to the indoors with her study of human behavior under stress. She became an expert on poker-playing lumberjacks. Her parents, always eager to support the learning and interests of their daughter, sent her off to the university to further her studies. Isabel was very adamant that the University of Las Vegas was a real school and the mecca for like-minded students. Dave, however, was not as fortunate. Having been in 47 community productions by the age of 12, Dave's career changed dramatically once puberty hit. This once cute and lovable child grew into a gangly, awkward teen. His pure golden skin began to blemish and fade to the stark state it currently is in. No longer the darling of Broadbeck, Dave was kicked to the curb to fend for himself in central Manitoba. At the impersonal age of 27, Isabel's life would make a turn that would change the course of history. It was a glorious summer's day when Isabel, along with several other students from Vegas U, were touring Toronto prior to studying the players at an international poker event taking place at the Sky Dome. David, too, was in Toronto, but was working as a street performer, having never lost the desire to perform. As fate would have it, Dave was playing with his balls. Juggling balls, that is, when Isabel and friends were passing by. His umbrella hat drew Isabel's eyes since she figured it was to protect his sun-sensitive skin. Dave continued playing with his balls as Isabel watched. Unfortunately, Dave stumbled and his balls slipped from his hands, hitting an unsuspecting Isabel in the eye, causing it to swell and blacken. Dave's ankle was fractured in the event, causing both youngsters to be sent to the hospital to mend their wounds. It was during that magical ambulance ride that Dave and Isabel got to know each other better. Dave, with his ignorance of French, smiled politely and nodded as Isabel made several unflattering references to Dave's family. Eventually, Dave's apologies sincerely hit home and he'd won the heart of Isabel. And the rest, as they say, is history. Dave and Isabel are the co-hosts of the thought-provoking Broker's Area found at www.brokersarea.ca. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Uninformed Biographies exclusively on the Anticast podcast. I've been your host, Pete Moss. May the stars always be above you unless you're upside down. Well, glad you've made it this far. Uh, so congratulations. What do you want? A medal? I put a winking smiley in my notes for the show. <laughs> that really doesn't go over well with audio, does it? <laughs> Anyways, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank many, many people. My biggest thank yous go to my wife, Vivian, and my son. For my, my, actually my wife is from the Clip Podcast, www.clippodcast.com, C-L-I-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com, and my son for making Halloween 2006 a very special birthday indeed. Thank you for the great birthday gifts this year. Uh, the opening theme song was one of them, as well as the Uninformed Biography theme. Pretty cool, huh? Hey, hey. Thank you to my brother-in-law, Reggie, and his fiancée, Jen, for the opening uh, warning and for introducing this week's Uninformed Biography. It's very special thank you go to Barry from Barry, a permanent fan of the Andy cast. Uh, thank you for consistently uh, giving, you know, 
giving out kind words and support and for being such a good sport about this this very special uninformed biography and I had many many birthday wishes thank you to bruce murray from the zedcast charles from most of the news danny from the true seekers meredith from my inner athlete podcast jen from the bucket podcast andrea from just where my books my brother mike from and his family in canada thank you thank you my mom um my my in-laws I, I want to thank the academy for this amazing honor and for you the voting public oh wait 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 that that's that's the wrong street that was that was for my actual award back in the early 70s <laughs> sorry about that and thank you very much to jen and alan of the dinky cast at www.dinkycast.com they actually sang a very special birthday song on their latest uh, on their latest show um from which i am still recovering <laughs> both in auditory distress and sheer gushing of gushing of emotions thank you to you both thank you very much to shane from shane and tom's squeeze box for that great birthday cartoon you can check that out on the on the website www.andycast.net look for it just below the show notes for uh, last week this week's show yeah i think so this this week's show and of course, thank you for listening. Please drop by the show site, www.andycast.net, for links and a, and a mostly accurate transcript of the show. Uh, you know, I try to script this thing out, but uh, you never know where the sucker's going to go. Uh, you can send email, Andy, at... <laughs> you can send email to andycast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll check you out next time. Bye-bye. Crap. Ah, Barry from Barry Pacho, Barry from Barry Pacho, Barry from Barry Pacho, Barry from Barry Pacho. It was quite some time before Barry realized that the Mennonites did not have MP3 players. It was quite some time before Barry realized that the Mennonites did not have MP3 This coupled with the rise of another Fergus-based pod. This based with another Fergus-based pod show. Okay, think I got it now. So hopefully we're back on track and bring. And right on track, right on track. I lost my track on my script, 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 script. I don't know where the hell my place is now. <laughs>